Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer with its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solutions. Businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by ChatbotPH. Save time and effort for your business. Automate how your team does customer service, marketing, and key redundant processes. All by using a chatbot. Invest in your own chatbot now and use AI to run your business. Go to www.chatbot.ph All you need to do is just understand the term sheet, uh, the pros and cons, the elements of it. That way, uh, you and your acquirer uh, are very clear on the terms. Welcome to Hustle Share. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baypyong. Welcome to episode 51 of the Hustle Share Podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Payoneer a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer, empowering businesses around the world to grow globally. We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia. And before we begin, I'd like to remind you that this podcast is only for adults. So make sure there are no kids around when you're listening to this. Because today we're going to be talking about what it's like when you get your startup acquired. And our guest will be Jeffrey C., the CEO 
and founder of Galleon.ph and Christian Blanquera, founder and CEO of Appenovate Labs. And both, just like me, were all acquired by the Sterling Paper Group of companies. And today we're going to be sharing what it's like for us when we all started out. Like Jeff on how he started out having no experience in the internet marketing and Christian on how he was able to hustle while he was still back in the States and how he learned programming and the key experiences that he had while he worked in Silicon Valley as a programmer, like working in key startups like Zappos. Christian and Jeff is also going to share how hard it was putting up Galleon and the Penefate at the same time, given that they weren't able to raise funding and they just bootstrapped both their businesses from the ground up. And this is where it gets very, very interesting because all of us will be sharing our experiences combined on how we were able to sell all our companies and the processes and negotiations that it took, like timelines, term sheets, and all of that, that led us to an acquisition at separate times. And the last part is where it gets very, very, very interesting because we will share what it's like to be a startup when you've been acquired and the adjustments you have to make to make it work, not just for your team, but also for the company that acquired your startup. So if you're ready to learn the hustle after a startup acquisition, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are with my brothers today. They're not literally my brothers because we I'm an only child, so I don't know how that happens, but... I've known these guys for, for, for a while, and um, it's now time, and we've been trying to do this for a while now, to now talk about how to get your startup acquired and what happens after. It's easy to talk about, like Ron Ho said, you know, uh, this is the perspective of how you get acquired, but what happens after acquisition when you're still running the startup uh, to do that. So again, welcome to the show, Christian Blanquera of Openovate and Jeffrey C. of Galleon.ph. Hello. Hello. Yeah, okay, Thanks cool. But before we start, guys, let's uh, let's uh, pay our dues to Podcast Network Asia, whose studios are located at We Remote Coworking Philippines, uh, for helping us out with our show. Check out our socials at uh, facebook.com slash Podcast Network Asia, and on Twitter, it's uh, Podcast Net Asia, and on Instagram, it's at Podcast Network Asia. And again, check it out if you want to hear more listeners. I mean, more podcasts on Podcast Network. A dot Asia. All right, let's let's move. Okay, guys. Um, how are you guys doing? This is this is. I know this this shit is from you, Jeff. <laughs> good to um, know. No, this is a really good rig, you know. And we if if without, without read remote and Galleon, we won't have a really good equipment. But guys, uh, just like what I always do. Um, this is gonna be weird because I usually talk one to one, but now we're gonna have to space it out. Real quick, what's your hustle? Who wants to start first? You go first. Okay. Oh, first? Okay. Uh, my hustle is basically uh, helping people find products not available in the Philippines mm -hmm. and getting it here okay. to their doorstep. What do you mean by that? Like uh, So anything that uh, you see online, you see mm -hmm. on an article somewhere or uh, watching a video and mm -hmm. you really want that item but you can't find it on all the other marketplaces in, uh, online or in the bigger malls in Metro Manila, you just go to galleon.ph okay. see the item everything is in Philippine currency do a checkout 
that's final price landed cost and uh, complete your purchase in uh, two to three weeks you'll get your item wow so okay before i d d dive in we'll do a deep dive later and how that works and why why that uh uh is, is is a problem chris what's your hustle uh so what i do is uh we develop uh technology solutions right. for clients and we also launch our own uh, websites mm -hmm. mobile apps uh, on the network so uh, currently what we have is irisex.com which is like an sms mm -hmm. um, marketing tool where uh, it works wow. with customer support mm -hmm. as well as uh, jabayan.com and then we also help support the technology for galleon okay so there's a common denominator between the three of us mm. um all our companies have been acquired by the Sterling Paper Group, right? Uh, I'm the bunso. Yeah. That means I'm the cutest. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, before we talk about how we got the, 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 that done, right? Let's take a step back and into the hustle share time machine, right? Because I met you guys at the very start of this fucking community, right? Yeah, we were, community. you know, we start were sort of like the first batch. Correct. We were doing something else. Yep. All of us. Yeah. Right. Like, and let's let's step back a little bit. Onto what you started doing. So, uh, Chris, uh, Jeff, you started first. Chris, you started first. How did you get into technology, and how did you become a like tech entrepreneur? And then Jeff, follow up. Okay, so uh, my journey started in the U.S. Uh, I graduated computer science. I've been programming since I was nine years old. Yep. Uh, Holy shit! Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Commodore sixty four. It's so this oh. is this is the console where um, you didn't buy a game like right. like as in like a CD or a cartridge right the game was in a book and <laughs> what the, you, you had the program the right. the game so this is like like turn-based games take wow. like it's basically like 200 pages so you okay. buy the book to code it in it was uh purely in basic wow yeah and then uh from there then uh, that's when I got my first Macintosh and then we were wow. we were just hacking away on Oregon Trail uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm that last generation of, right, of old right, school. Right, right. I'm the Bunso. Yeah, there you, you go. Know. The real Bunso. <laughs> Not the pick one. Okay. Yeah, and then um, so it, around 2005, I moved uh, to San Francisco. Okay. Uh, where I got to consult and program and manage for uh, Verizon, Comcast, AT&T. Um, I worked with Zappos for a really long time. Wow, um, Tony, Tony Shi. Wow. Yeah, they were. It was under uh, delivering. That's why I have a good shoe game. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, it right. was under uh, delivering happiness. Oh shit. Yeah, so I was like the the first the first uh, programmer there. So wow. Yeah, I managed it for for a few years. What's the what's it like growing in the states? So I mean, I'm, I'm the I'm the I'm the fake guy with an accent here. You're the no, they're the real OG, yeah. right? But for you, how did you um, grow up? Given that you know the perspective of programming is well known back then, I mean in the state that's sort of the forefront, and then then you moved to Silicon Valley. How did your perspective change? Because okay, coding as a nine-year-old to high school, whatever, it's more of like a hobby, and then you fucking level up to where the mecca is, which is Silicon Valley. How did that change? Well, in in, in high school, uh, when I took uh, the computer science course there, right. Uh, they were saying, oh, yeah, you know, programmers, they're only uh, making like 40K, around 40K US yep. dollars um, a year. A year. Okay. And uh, for, for me, for like, I know now that's not really a lot in these days, but yeah. you know, back in the day, I was like, oh, wow, that's really a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> now, because Chris grew up in the East Coast, in Maryland, right? Yeah, so so yeah. so I, I, I had to make a decision uh, right. whether this is what I really wanted to do. And okay. it's like, yeah, you know, there's nothing, I can't think about anything else besides right. programming. 
Wow. So I was like, you know, no matter what the no porn, no nothing. Yeah. Oh wow. (laughs) No, it's it's something I really I really wanted to do. Okay, really. So it's just like a calling, really. It wasn't really difficult for you to define that. So again, going back to that Silicon Valley thing, how did that change your perspective? Because eventually, your your paths would cross. You actually are good. The guys who actually work together. I'm just, you know, third wheel that fucking Uh, (laughs) joined this fucking fray, right? But. You guys eventually work together, and I'm pretty sure your experiences in Silicon Valley and whatever experiences you did next um, really impacted how you did your work moving forward. What did you do in Silicon Valley? Um, I basically were was uh, in charge, not in charge, but uh, really uh, working with a team, okay. uh, building uh, community portals. Community uh, for, portals. Yeah, that's right. Community like Stargate. Sounded like Stargate. Um, yeah. Random, like front end, like let's say. Uh, they, they they like they put me on like the the front page for eBay for like a week to see what I can do. Wow! Um, Not the front page of the manager. They fucking did the front end, okay? Or is it the front page? Your face is on the fucking the, front. the front page. Yeah. No. Just, just 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 to see what I can do and. Uh, wow. Uh, different different kind of like uh, challenges mm-hmm. uh, during this time. Uh, I I didn't I I was. Uh, Trying to look for a job uh, where where I'm originally from, Washington D.C., and that yep. was really tough for me because you needed to have like security clearance because it's Washington D.C. Yep. But in San Francisco, they're really open to programmers, and I don't know how it is now, but this was like in 2005 yeah. when uh, you know uh, the whole startup craze and you know programming and technology was like you know in a full swing after the bubble burst, but then right before the right. recession. <laughs> right, right. No, there there was some pulse. There's a good so movement. I, I, was, right. I was right there in like yeah. between those two periods. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, like uh, like Facebook was like, what, 2004? Four, yeah. That's right. So Twitter, oh, which is audio before and whatnot. Yeah. So I I, I, I was, I, I just entered San Francisco and it was this live thing where they're trying to hustle and try to find like programmers right. and technologists and, you know, people people who have just are very enthused in technology, so it was crazy. Um, so let me move forward because I, I could talk about San Francisco right. forever. <laughs> um, in 2010 is when I moved to uh, Manila, okay. and uh, I would the reason why I moved. Actually, I, I, I wasn't really planning on on staying here. Okay. I was actually I just went on a six month uh, sabbatical. Yep. for my company after working there for five years because. Um, one of my coworkers in San Francisco was always like talking to me like during the smoke breaks about how he always wanted to live abroad. Oh, and I'm looking at this guy. He's like, this guy is like 40 years old with like two kids. <laughs> it's too late for him. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, I, yeah, I don't want to be like that. Right. right kind of right. wishing. How old were you back then? Ooh, that that's got to be twenty six. No way. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, just 26. right at the quarter life crisis, more or less. What they yeah. call it, right? So, okay. um, I so I decided. You know what? Let me switch over to freelancing. It's the recession. Got it. Uh, nobody nobody wants to hire uh, like you know employees yeah. now. But I I was still with my company, so I didn't. I, I wasn't let go, so don't get that wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was still with my company. Oh, this was never hired. Yeah, okay, yeah. There. Um, but I, yeah. So I, I switched over to uh, like more of consulting, and okay. then that gave me the ability to move to the Philippines and okay. try it out. For for you, Jeff, how did you start? Because this is, you know, I've always admired your business acumen, and I'm pretty sure this is something ingrained in you early on. How did you start your journey out of being an entrepreneur, and were there? Because you're all, you have an alter ego, 
And let's call this alter ego now because this has never been revealed. Though, uh, Mr. Jeppesi is Mr. Boy Kuripot. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> where does this alter ego uh, come from and how did you grow up being an or what are the key experiences that, that, that helped you put up Galleon? Sure. Um, well, er- early on, when I was still in uh, probably a college days, mm-hmm. uh, that's when I stir- uh, first started to get to uh, buy and sell stuff. Buy and uh, sell specifically, stuff. it's uh, mostly because of my sister. So Got she it. was doing a lot of buying and selling of manto breadsticks, if you're familiar oh with Oh my that. God. You know, the one that has cheese. Yes, and you fucking uh, dip it in the condenser. Yeah. Oh so God, it's, it's frozen. Uh, it's frozen. Uh, <gasps> comes in frozen package. And right, right. Put this it in is a toaster. fried bread. It's fucking good. Yeah, so I, I when my sister was selling that, uh-huh. uh, it just happened naturally that, you know, uh, my friends got to know that I was selling it because when they were going to the house, they were like craving for it. And then okay. the other people knew. So I was like, okay, why, why do I, I'm now buying and selling stuff. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm and doing bring, this shit too bring now. Bring this frozen okay. things <laughs> to campus. So okay. that's when it started. Where did you study? Uh, so Xavier in high school, okay. grade school, and uh, for college, it's LaSalle. LaSalle, yeah. okay, cool. And uh, yeah, yeah. A- after college, I bumped for a while, probably a year. Okay. So well, but uh, while I was being a bum, um, I was kind of resting. I would say, right? Uh, I started uh, tinkering, or tinkering around with uh, what can I do online, and yeah. I found out that okay, there's this platform called Blogger. So what can I Blogger. do about it? Okay. Um, so uh, I I eventually had the idea that you know what I like I like these promos, but I hate yeah. it when they say check the poster and print ads for details. And then uh. when you go online, there's nothing like that. There, there's no details. Where do you right, find right, it? Right? Right, Even right. on Facebook now, they have the poster, but there's no details. Yes. So it's kind of annoying for me. And I thought, okay, all these people are probably searching for it. Yes. So let's see if uh, what would happen if I go ahead and uh, post these materials yeah. online, these content. Okay. And people eventually followed it. Uh, especially the ones who really like to join promotions and contests because that's how I kind of uh, um, uh, broke broke down my uh, blog. Mm-hmm. So there's freebies, there's promotions, and there's contests. Got it. Uh, so it kind of caters to a wide variety of people who wanted to join, you know, anything, especially for those skilled mm-hmm. ones who would like to join contests because there's a lot of writing contests, video right. contests. Mm-hmm. While I was doing blog, uh, my blog, Boy Kuripot blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I <laughs> oh, yeah, before we before we forget, okay. where the fuck did you get this name? Like Boy Kuripot, where we always no, been it's just, uh, before. It's just something uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how I came up with it. I'm pretty sure my <laughs> uh, wife, my girlfriend back then, right, right. Uh, helped me ke- come up with it. Okay. Uh, she's also the one who helped me push for the, you know, Does go she ahead call and you boy Curry Pot? No, other people call okay. me that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was interesting. Um, so while I was tinkering around with, you know, uh, the blog, I was mm. tinkering around with uh, uh, the layout, how to make it better. I was also getting more involved with how to market it. So I got to, to learn about SEO. Mm-hmm. I, I got to read about uh, analytics. Um uh, AdWords, Facebook. Yeah. So I got a whole gist of how this marketing online works because I come from a background for uh, back in college. My, my degree was uh, advertising and organizing right, communication. Right. So mm-hmm. you think that I would know after I uh, left college, right? Yeah. But the thing is, I didn't know shit. True. And <laughs> I came out like, holy shit. All, yeah. uh, all these things I learned in advertising, it's all concepts, but 
doing this online is totally a different ball game, God. and it kept changing. How I yeah. saw it is, it kept changing every month, every year. So you really have to, you know, catch up with all the things that's happening right. uh, because what you've read probably a, f- a few months ago won't apply now or isn't the hottest thing now. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got st- uh, got to start. Eventually, um, I started the first company, which is uh, Awesome.ph, a group buying site. Awesome.ph. That, yeah, that, was, that was the height of uh, Group One. You remember yeah. that, Ron? Dude, I was from Groupon. <laughs> I worked. Oh, in that's Groupon. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. We had a conversation before. Right, right? Like, yeah. dude. But, but that's afterwards I closed the company. Correct, correct. But dude, that's how I learned how to sell. Yeah. Mm. This is like yo. Same for me. Same for right. me. So I, I knew I I, uh, I I did a bit of selling in college. Right. But doing that startup really pushed me hard. Correct, correct. Because it's very difficult, no, especially with other. Other people like you <laughs> trying to, you know, go to the same contacts I'm going with because we're we're all attacking the same market. Yeah. Right. The service yeah. market. The, the trying to con everyone out. Exactly. That they, people will come back if they buy a. How was this your commission? How was your commission? <laughs> right. I go with this. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But at the confidence that I got in that experience, man, like, oh my God, there yeah. was. Yeah. What were the key skills now when you, uh, when you. Did awesome and white career, but because you said you you didn't know shit, right? Mm-hmm. How did you educate yourself to to acquire those skills that you would do need? Because guys, let me just toot my friend here. Uh, he's I don't know anybody else that fucking knows the key fundamentals of marketing and how he hacks it mm-hmm. better in in terms of user acquisition better than Jeffsy. I fuck yeah. you not. Actually, hands down, he's he's Dude, very unique in his skills. I don't even know how he fucking <laughs> does it, right? Retargeting and fucking like, and it's it's. I don't know if oh, those are fucking all white hat or some of them are black hat, but <laughs> no, so, they're they're all white hat. Actually, okay, yeah. okay, cool. Just and that's just white hat. It's, what, it's just what people more? people didn't really realize that you could do this. <laughs> it wasn't black hat back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Jeff, how did you do that? How did you educate yourself to, to learn these skills? Uh, just keep on reading, man. Uh, okay. I started to uh, first got to know the top uh, platform. So obviously that was Google mm-hmm. back then. I mean, even now. Mm-hmm. And then apparently Google was just showcasing all the things that they have, all the trainings, all the FAQ that you need to learn okay. to get to be updated on their uh, tools right. online. It's all free. But nobody so, knew where it was and well, what it was, right? It was a bit confusing, I would say. But yes. it's just all there. You just have to go around all their uh, pages. And there were and no master it. classes like how prominent it is now. That there's oh, it was a popular brand. Those gurus I, or fucking coaches and whatnot. Yeah, so I, it, was I, like, it was like really big on uh, like selling SEO services. Yes. SEO was a big thing. But remember, remember social media? Yeah. So when social media became very hot, Yeah. Advertising agencies didn't know how to do it. Yep. So you you know who they tapped? Bloggers. Yes. <laughs> the so OG they, they bloggers, the, yeah. the 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 ones right, that actually exactly. rot. I mean rot. <laughs> wrote wrote. No, they didn't rot. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. They, you're, you're still fresh. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for for after that. Uh, awesome.ph Did you do anything else? Uh, was it Galleon Next? That's Galleon Next Okay now So that was when I was about to shut down uh, Oh that was already When I met Chris That was already When I was uh, Already in the process Of closing down Got it So awesome. let me yeah. go back to you Chris You mm-hmm. got here How was that experience like? Because You were just supposed to Just be chilling And be on a sabbatical Right? 
how why why what made you stay and what were the first things you did here uh so i i ended up just telling myself whenever i run out of money i could just go back to the san francisco and, right right because programmers are like a hot commodity i could always Absolutely. Get, i could always get hired right? <laughs> true um, yeah so I, I i just never ran out of funds Right. Uh, uh, there was a lot of uh, consulting work that needed to be done. What were those works, or what were those uh, consultancies? Uh, that you so did? I was I was continuing with uh, with Zappos uh, okay. while here. Um, oh shit! I, no way. Yeah, I did a project with YouTube. Um, no fucking way! Are you kidding 2000 me? In two thousand eleven. Yeah. Wow. A project with YouTube. Um, I, I I still had a lot of clients um, right. from the U.S. So. Uh, what happened was actually I, I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. I was happy being a, a, a programmer, but really? it, it just kind of happened. Okay. Um, How did it happen? Yeah, so I, I actually got married here. Oh, uh, there you go. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> First Christian to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not it. Um, just kidding. So, so basically, when my when my uh, mm-hmm. new wife at the time was new wife, what you had an old wife at the time. <laughs> uh, when she got pregnant, she w- she was concerned about the the computers. Got it. Um, in the in the house, and they were okay. accumulating like dust on the back. Okay. So she kind of forced me out, me and my computers out of the house, and I had to find an office. So <laughs> okay. I found this office, and we were at the time we were staying in Cavite City. Yep. Uh, so I found I found an office, but they wouldn't let me move in unless I was an actual business. Oh. And then so I asked uh, my wife Sam at the time. It's still my wife now. Okay. <laughs> you have to use the right words, huh? If you want to go home tonight. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I, I'm nervous when it's recording. All right. Um, so I, I asked her if, um, you know, if, you know, can we just set up a company so I can just move in? Right. Right. And then so uh, we did that, and I was just sitting there alone in the office, okay. uh, and I had all this work that needed to be done. And I was like, well, let me just try hiring somebody to see how it goes. <laughs> so I hired wow. someone, and, you know, it did offload a lot of my work. Okay. So I just... You know, hire another person, and then so on and so on. Then, then it be, it, then it grew. Then, yeah. then you realize you're an entrepreneur now. How how hard? No, was no, it? I, I yeah. didn't. I, I I figured that you know, well, I you know, I have a kid on the way, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want to teach my kid that I'm I'm half-assing my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna really do it with you know no excuses. So Got I it. just continued to, you know, try to grow the business, try to grow the the client list, right. And uh, how it transitions over to Galleon was, um, I was doing my thing. How did uh, it was? It was it was Pavan that reached out to me. Yeah, Pavan, right? Oh, uh, and that was it because, was Andre, uh, right? That connected us. Ah, uh, right? yeah. Okay, so so Andre Andre is a common friend of Jeff and I before Jeff and I actually knew each other, and I knew. Got it. Shout out Andre. Yeah, Andre's yeah. actually the. He wanted this so bad, by the way. Oh yeah, Andre, Andre wants was this so bad. actually the co-founder for Awesome.ph. Ah. Yeah, so that's 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 the link. So Andre, and then and then for me, I was on this um, this forum called PHP Group Forum, Got it. right? Got it. Uh, and then Andre was was prominent there, so that's how that's how we knew each other. So okay. um, this is back when forums were actually popular, but you know, you have to imagine that you know oh, we're there. Like, oh, it's oh, active community. It's now. like Reddit. There, yeah, there yeah, it's go. like it, it's like the old school <laughs> Reddit, <laughs> right? Okay, now let's take a break, and when we come back, let's talk about how you guys eventually now put up Galleon and the Penovate simultaneously, all the way through how you got that acquired and how I fucking put went into the picture. But more of that after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back for the break. We're still with Christian Blanquera and Jeffrey C, a.k.a. Boy Karipa, um, who uh, now has eventually worked together. Now I knew, now, now I know that it's through Andre, right? How did the idea of Galleon come about? Because basically, you know, Andre was a fucking, dude, solid-ass, you know, guy in terms of, of, of coding. How did this synergy between Openovate, which is basically a dev shop now, and Galleon come about, and how did you guys work together? So initially, it was through a common friend that we met, our third partner. Which is? not with us now, uh, Pavan Chala. He's still alive. I saw him yeah, in he's Singapore. He's still alive. <laughs> not with the company. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Shout so, out to you, so, Pavan. Yeah. So, <laughs> He's Shopee now. Oh, is he? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yes. He I is with Shopee. Last, last I heard. Head, yes. head of partnerships? Yeah, last oh, I heard. Yeah. Last so I went to this Facebook conference a few weeks ago. Right. And he was there, oh, I know. Oh, okay. Nice. Like, yeah, Sorry, right. so I was charging. Yeah. yeah okay. So um, how did you, how, Pavan reached out to uh, me? Right. And he eventually event, did his own thing, Four Eyes, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. After, after Galleon. Correct. So yeah. how did that uh, happen? So he reached out. What what happened? So like, I think uh, actually, what, what happened is he uh, reached out to me first because we had a common friend as well, Piku. Uh, oh yeah, Piku. That's right. Yeah. Right. So he introduced us. Oh, Piku Tamshandani. Yeah, because that, at that time Piku was also kind of involved with Awesome.ph. I was actually in his office, like borrowing oh, his in small Esquire, space. Squire in, in Esquire in, in Pasang Tamo. near Sterling. Like, near Sterling. Yeah. Well. <laughs> the old so, the Allegro Center. Exactly. Yes. So. 
But he knew that uh, I was uh, shutting down awesome at that time, and uh, he had a friend, uh, Pavan, who was interested to start a startup. So uh-huh. I went ahead and meet, met him, and um, he got to you know propose the idea that hey, look, in the Philippines, uh, it's very hard to get items in. Get it. Uh, so why not create a service for it? Uh-huh. So we kind of fine-tuned it to just uh, you know. Uh, with the current tagline I uh, now buy products not available in the Philippines instead Got of it. like just importing a lot of US products because here here in the Philippines you'd see in the supermarkets or even in the mall that there's a lot of US products but the question is what other products are not here that mm. people want right? so that's what we kind of focused on Got it. So, how did you end up now coming to the picture Chris? Cause oh actually um Pavan reached out to me. I don't know. Actually, it was a random message. I don't know where he yes. got it from. Right. But maybe it was a forward from Andre. Right. Maybe. I, or or maybe he messaged you first, and then I found out through Andre that he was uh, he knew you from that forum. Oh. Also. So yeah. there was so, a lot but, of but I, but I do remember that Pavan actually went to Cavite City just Whoa, this Oh, Are you kidding me? Both of yeah. us. Uh, was it wow. both of you? Yeah, both of us. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was no bigger than this Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bit bigger, a bit bigger. Yeah, I was in a small, like, what was it, like like 15 square meter right, right. space just doing my thing. Yeah. Okay. It's like an internet cafe, essentially. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> small internet cafe. <laughs> okay, so now, what was that first conversation like? Like yo, I need a website. Was it? Was it like? No, I, actually, I, w- I was already planning on launching e-commerce. This is like uh, before Lazada. So, um, just for you guys who who don't know the who doesn't know the history of Lazada, they actually launched in January 2012. Yes, right, right. Rocket so, internet. So we were we were planning, or at least in the Philippines. So, uh, but we were planning on launching an e-commerce before then, but we didn't know about. Uh, Lazada or or what they were planning on right. doing before then, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I, I actually wanted to build out an e-commerce. I just didn't want to handle the operations. Mm-hmm. And when uh, when they came to me with this proposition, then I thought, okay, well, they have operations. I'll just do their technology, and it seems like it's going to be a win-win Got for it. us. So and and that after this, now you, you both agreed, obviously, because you ended up. Yeah, but it also it they also requested for me to move to Manila. Uh, uh, or back to Manila. Yeah, well, it's mostly Pavan that did the uh, more convinc- <laughs> most convincing. Really? Because even at that time, wow. the company wasn't set yet. I mean, yes. we had a discussion. I was a bit interested, mm. but a bit also hesitant. And he actually just went in, found an office space, set it up, set up the company. Then wow. at that point, he was asking Chris, the office is here. Is it come here? Wow. Yeah, they put, they put a lot of pressure on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like yo, you just need to move in. So it, 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 made, like, it, it made it a lot of con- uh, a lot convenient for us okay. to just say yes, really. Yeah, I was like, uh, I have I have two kids, but hey, if I'm an inconvenience to you, right. <laughs> I guess I'll move. Sounds good. No, but how did you build it? Because let's just call a spade a spade, right? Uh, Galleon, and while on the side, you're building other stuff, Chris. Uh, while while this was happening, yeah, right. What were those things uh, you were building? Uh, uh, from for the most part, I don't think I can disclose. Those, okay, but, but, but it was it was mostly for okay, um, e-commerce platforms uh, and then projects just for clients abroad. Really. Got it. So we I, I expanded. So this kept the bills. I mean, paid per se. That's yeah. At so, least on my side, it kept right. the bills paid. So I because because my issue and you know I, I thank Jeff and uh, Pavin for for thinking about it was I you know I have kids so I can't exactly jump in with true right so I need to have some sort of support exactly um, you went in with a sweat equity there you go yeah and yeah. I went in with sweat equity that's yeah. right. All right. no sweat though no <laughs> no, no, no salary there you go yeah. but and how did you build Yalia because again calling a spade a spade um, it's 
if you were gonna get the SKUs and, and all that stuff, right? This is a fucking expensive game. And how much? I, I mean, how much capital did you have back then? It wasn't given. This is bootstrap. Yeah, we probably right? spent like uh, for setting up the company mm-hmm. and all the expenses to get it running for the next, you know, uh, few years to wow. uh, to run it for operations about more than two M. Wow! Yeah, because most of the tech was essentially free for yeah. the sweat equity, okay. so there was obviously a cost for him, okay. but he was shouldering that. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay, you, that's your skin in the game per se, mm-hmm. right? How did you build Galleon from a structure? Because again, uh, let's just call a spade a spade. I keep I keep fucking saying it. it's the third time. Galleon is built on the premise of drop shipping. Yes, is that correct? So yeah. for those people who don't understand what drop shipping is. Jeff, can you shed some light what dropshipping is? So I said, actually, dropshipping means you as a seller right. buy from a supplier, and then the supplier delivers directly to the end user, and you right. never get to touch the item. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, so in a way, it's like there's no, that. There's no consignment, basically. Exactly. Yeah. In, in a way, it's like that, but we do it a bit differently. So okay. we still check the item to see yeah. if it's correct ah. or there's... It's in pristine condition. Before you ship send, it out. Okay. Because yep. the last thing you want to do is someone buys a, a cat scratcher and they sent a dildo. Exactly. Right? And whatnot. So, and that happened for sure. <laughs> okay. So, how did you build this? Because back then, e commerce was primitive. But again, coming from your experience from Zappos and whatnot, this is something that's this ape, ace up your sleeve. Yeah. Right? You know? And then eventually, you, you, beca- you became big. But how did you build the backend infrastructure? Because this is important. Okay, now we're lucky because there's, you know, if, you're, if you want to start out, there's Shopify's. God bless Magento, but still very hard till now. How did you guys build the, build the backend of Galleon? Oh, yeah, it was, it was definitely just through experience. But um, what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to um, build something where it was very server-intensive, thus okay. increasing the cost of the servers. Right. Um, so I was thinking, you know, we can always grow the architecture of the platform as we grow our user base. Okay. Uh, also considering the SKUs. Okay. Um, how many SKUs? So SKU stuck keeping actually, units. I, how is, many items okay are there? It's okay how it works. Yep. Kind of. Okay. I think so, yeah. That's fine. So um, the SKUs, they automatically build as you search. Correct. Right. That's so, the magic of it. Exactly. So you have Super millions close. right away. Yeah. So so basically, we started with zero SKUs, and as people searched, then it just built. Basically, uh, we call the APIs from the US, mm. and then it auto populates the search results, Correct. and that's it. Right. So and I figured that was that was a really big advantage because we actually, you know, d- depending on the size of let's say Amazon, mm. right? Then that's basically our our potential size. You know, Correct. In, in terms of products people can search for. Okay. Now, how did you scale this up? Because eventually you literally moved together in, mm. in a, <laughs> a big office. I, I was able to visit you in your office and whatnot, right? How did you scale from that? And then Galleon even ended up in the top 50, top 50 revenue making in the Entrepreneur Magazine yeah. uh, stuff, right? How did you scale that up? Uh, just through persistence, you really, a lot of A-B testing, a lot of, you know, failures as well. So, okay. uh, for example, uh, we were obviously trying to copy what Amazon does because they, they're the biggest in e-commerce, right? right? Which is, you know, no phone calls, just on ch- uh, conversation with customers via chat or right. via email. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. Oh. So a lot of people here <laughs> really wanted to uh, converse with people, uh, with our staff over right. the phone. 
uh, especially for those uh, customers who made an order but haven't paid. So for yes. us to follow up, we call them up, see what their objections were, what their concerns were that were hindering them from completing a payment on the order. Okay. So and I, I, think, I think it was mainly just to make sure that we exist, like we're real people. Yeah, that's also... Yeah, true. There's so much scams out there. Yeah, if right? you remember, there was, there, there was right after, even I think Lazada and all the other e-commerce sites yeah. who, who started at that point, 2012, yeah. had a hard time because mm. this was after... Uh, all the group buying sites suddenly shut down. Yeah, and a lot of them. They got Thanos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Snap. what happened was people were left with unusable coupon vouchers. Yes. Didn't happen to us though. So right. <laughs> we okay. served everyone. Okay. But for the other uh, players out there, yeah, they had uh, customers were uh, didn't uh, didn't know what to do with the vouchers. They asked. They tried to ask for a refund, but of course, the company was already they closed down. Yeah. <laughs> you know who they went after? The banks. Wow. Yeah. And the banks had a really hard uh, time. That was a time when we were trying also to apply to BDO wow. for a payment gateway. And they were saying, look, guys, we can't risk because this yeah, just fucked. happened. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, that was how they explained it. Got it. So it, it really damaged the uh, online uh, buying reputation. Got it. For In everyone. terms of the team, so let me back, go back to Chris here. Chris, you were doing other stuff on the side, on the Penovate side. You, you even did, again, that's where we gelled uh, our brotherhood yeah. and, and whatnot um, through the Kickstart program, right? Yeah, you right. came up with another startup also, uh, Work Inspire. Um, what, was, what were those things that you also did on the, on, on the Penovate side that helped you do? Because you did a lot more. And I don't even know how you fucking do it. Like you're doing Galleon, it's scaling up well, and you're doing other stuff on the side. How did you build that team to to allow that much work being done? Because it's so hard, to be honest. It's very hard to do multiple things in one team. Well, it, it, uh, num- number one is uh, one of the best decisions that I made was um, bringing my wife into the picture. Right. Um, actually, she she was like the first operations there. like person that I like my number oh, there, two huh? that I actually Some could rely Chris on. Chris made while. Bowie already right now. <laughs> no, yeah, well, but but it, al- it allowed me to do more because I actually I, I trusted uh everybody at Opinave and even at Galleon that I I can actually, you know, go out and reach out and try okay. to do a lot more. Was there plus, any plus, plus it, no well plus plus it wasn't yeah. like um Galleon was paying me salary, even like uh, I did not know no. this. Actually, they, they never paid me salary. <laughs> they never did. Even up till now. <laughs> even up till now, I've never gotten a salary for this. Wow. So I had to rely wow. on to make ends meet. To basically pay for for my kids, right? right? And like, <laughs> no, that was probably four years in that you were charging, but very minimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're charging a very minimal. That's right. Wow. Right. So, <laughs> but it was like it was just maintenance, right? It wasn't yes. a lot, right? Yeah. Right. It was, right. It was basically at cost. Discover at cost. Yeah. Got yeah. It. So, uh, yeah. So I, I I decided. Well, let me let me try to go further because I I'm still on, I was still under that mantra where you know I, I wanted to make sure my kids knew I gave it all. You know, yeah. I, I didn't really I didn't leave anything on the table. Sure. Right. So. Uh, that just caused me to push a little further. So that's why um, I applied to Kickstart to see right. what I can do. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never gotten an investment yep. at all. Uh, and I just wanted to see how it was. No, we were pitching in the early days. I remember I pitched with you guys in the first yep. echelons and fucking right. whatever. Because we were the first motherfuckers out there, right? There was no community at all. And mm-hmm. now we feel like, you know, when we when was the last startup event you went you to? You, you you went at 
like a me a mixer uh, like a radar fridge did you ever, do you remember no See, because we don't do that anymore <laughs> that's my point right because no there was i, I like going to tectonic still though no that's, true that's true still my favorite correct but but i'm just talking about like you know as you progress in your startup journey yeah. You're going to be hustling hard, meeting everybody at first, and then once the dust settles and you kind of know your path, you have no other place to fucking hustle than your startup. Yeah. Right? So for you, Chris, um, you had a very unique hustle because you're doing multiple things. Aside from Galleon, which really did well, uh, how did you um, you know, make that happen and what are those learnings that because you're doing shopping and fucking do have very high profile clients too <laughs> you know how did you make that happen um i i really didn't um think about it too hard i mean from 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 an outsider looking in to like to myself yeah it does look like a lot but right. as as i'm doing it it really didn't feel like it's a lot okay right actually there were there were times where even um some of my uh, partners at the time, they were saying, "Well, Chris, you're doing way too much." But I didn't really feel like I, I was Got it. right. Um, I, I think it was it was really the the energy from San Francisco that, that you know that just really retained inside of me. Got where it. it's like I really like I, I I am in the mood to do everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, and everybody else who's who who really thinks I'm doing a lot, they're not doing enough. Got it. Right. So, and I, I it's not like I had anything to prove. It was just like I really loved what I did and you know as you love what you do then you don't really count the time you don't really count what you did you just kind of do it and be like wow that was a great day yeah right and I wanted to have a great day every day okay all right now again when I say you bounce back right things just get better and better and better you moved into a better better bigger office and whatnot our our office was never better <laughs> no, but you yeah. get more cramped and more people <laughs> were, exactly. were there. We, we hijacked his office, actually. Yes. In, in, uh, <laughs> BSA. How did the Sterling thing happen for you guys? Because to be honest, I didn't really, on, on, on Chatbot PH side, right? I was just trying to raise seed, seed funding. Um, I was hoping to get seed funding from Sir Henry. But for you guys, in, in detail, how did the Sterling acquisition happen for you? And how, what was the hustle behind it? Let's talk about that now. Yeah. Um, actually, Galen was doing well. Um, right. We uh, got by without any investments. Yes. I remember and we were in a fucking pitch party before with the thing, Entrepreneur Magazine. All of us pitched. None of us got funded. That's right. That's right. I also, I also got, uh, I think that was uh, three years in. First yeah. quarter of the third year, right? That I tried contacting all these in- known investors. Yeah, right. Yeah. No one really uh, was as interested. Actually, we we were we, the 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 good thing about us is when we were pitching, we were already revenue generating. We weren't yeah. negative at all when, when we're pitching for investments. Yeah, that was when I was presenting and, the charts uh, and, that we had was really nice. And we were we nice. were against people with just ideas who didn't work. Yeah, or bleeding badly. Revenue, right? Yeah. And, uh, but we you know we're, our our revenue was good enough where we thought that I mean at the time and you know maybe maybe we should have pushed a little harder but right. we thought that you know what this is taking a, re- a lot of our time you know yeah. trying to pitch and prepare for the discussion when when honestly in our heads we were we felt that we were really qualified to get investments and number two it's fine because you know our yeah. revenues are what are were those fine. reasons why they wanted to invest though because e-commerce is like one of the Sure bets you can invest at that time because that's already mature per se. For e-commerce, uh, for us, we're getting, it's, I think it's uh, because of the uh, business model. It's a bit Got different. Uh, a bit of dependency in 
very resource products. Okay. I think uh, also because it's Philippine-based focus, okay. they're not really familiar with Philippines. I was okay. talking to investors from uh, all over the place, right, US right. And, and Asia, right. but they're not very familiar with uh, uh, startups in the Philippines. And True. There was at that time no proven success yet, so exactly, I don't know. Uh, they're a bit hesitant. Definitely. Actually, the, the, the major question we got from investors was was scale. Got it. Great. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys don't see it. <laughs> right. And just fucking look at the books, man. What are you talking about? Exactly. Right? Just look at the goddamn books. It's All right. So for, how did the Sterling thing happen? Who, who approached you? How did you get to know uh, Sir Henry? Long story. Okay. okay. So um, one, one of our clients at the time out of Pinnovate was uh, LBC. Okay. Uh, and shout we, out to Dino. We created, yeah. yeah. Shout out for Dino. Yep. And we, uh, uh, we created this website called The Shop. Right. And um, so, so, so Dino basically created a company. At the time, it was called um, Lovable Commerce. Right? Lovable so they, they, Commerce. That's right. So they, they started this shop. They started uh, Shipping Cart right. at the time. And now they're called Quadex and they're doing Right, right, right. So uh, with the shop, uh, basically it was a replacement for Multiply Closing Down. Ah right, and, uh, that was what, a lot of backlash back then. When and and, and one of the one of the brilliant things that uh, Lovable Commerce did was they literally stormed into um, the Multiply office and ninjaed half of their staff. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I, I was there. I was there witnessing it happen. Uh, their Multiply's office was in Hanson Square building in here in Ortigas. Right, right, right. And basically, just made an offer. It's like, look, you basically we're we're at we're gonna hire you to do exactly what you're doing, but for a different company. Wow. So um, I, I forgot. It was like it, it was a split. So half this half of the Multiply staff went to us, and the other one went to Bazinga Core. Wow. Yeah, so. Okay, that's awesome. So how did you then end up to meeting Sir Henry and? Uh, oh, okay. So um, actually. Uh, I, I knew a lot of merchants at the time, when, even when I was growing Galleon. Okay. Um, we were reaching out for distributors for another e-commerce platform that did actually didn't work out so well. Right. Um, but then I was onboarding. I was helping the shop onboard merchants. Got it. Right. And um, one of uh, our potential clients was Sterling. Right. Got it. And then so uh, just when I convinced them to join the shop for their e-commerce solution, right. um, Lovable Commerce decided to close the shop. Oh. And um, I don't want to say, I can't actually say the, the, the real reason why they closed the shop, but it right. wasn't because of revenue. Okay. Actually, the shop was really good. Uh, we got offered to get acquired by um, Smart Voyager. Wow. As well as Lazada. And when um, Dino said no, like us and the other like partners, we cried. I was like, "Oh my gosh, why not? We should have did it." Yeah, but uh, it's it's fine. Like because you know, if if um, Lovable Commerce had had a grander you know vision for um, the shop, Mm -hmm. then you know that's that's perfectly okay. So um, when they closed the shop. Sterling was was one of the potential ones that I closed, and okay. uh, I was also working at the time was working with about uh, twenty five other merchants. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just, just 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 trying to build, you know, it's like why why okay. why the shop is great, and you should post there uh, because okay. I got I got your back, right? Right. Um, so uh, 
when they closed down, I had to re-reach to all of those merchants and give them, like, alternative strategies of things that they can do. Right, right. Right. And, uh, yeah, Starling, Starling was one of them. Okay. Um, so I just, I just kept an open relationship with them. Um, okay. not, not really, you know, like, uh, you know, selling them on anything, just, just more okay. of advice. And uh, it, right, it was, it was, I was directly talking to Mia at the time from Sterling. Okay, so Mia from Shop Central. That's right. Got it. And then how did then the Sir Henry thing happen? Listen. Okay. Uh, so you were telling me the okay, story uh, of you wearing shorts. You walk in, you walk to the first floor, yeah, and then you yeah, went yeah, all the way yeah, to the yeah. sixth. Okay, so, uh, like, well, it was several meetings, remember? <laughs> it, was, it was like a gap. The first meeting, it was oh, just I, you. I, I know, the but meeting, it, it, was, it, was, it, was almost, it almost felt like an ambush meeting, Like, but mm-hmm. I, was, I was not ready for the situation. <laughs> right, but, what were you wearing? Well, well let, me, let me let me tell the background. Okay. All right. So what happened was there there was a startup here uh, okay. that was actually uh, pitching to Sterling uh, okay. for ten million pesos, and okay. then Mia is it through the final pitch? No, no, not through the oh, final okay, pitch. Okay. It was, so it was some it was, random other this was startup before okay. final pitch. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, and they were thinking about actually investing, but. Um, uh, one of the one of the girls uh, from uh, Sterling said that, oh, Chris, uh, it's not, you know, can can you pitch something? Because they didn't really like that startup. And ah. my my first response to them was, look, I'm not here to, to take away the thunder from any startup looking for Funding, right, of course. You That's a really, dick move. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't, like, that was my yeah. first thing. I didn't want to do that. Right. Um, but they were, they were very insistent that I just pitched anything. Okay. Uh, any investment. Okay. And I was saying, well, you know, at this point in time, um, you know, Opinivate was good and Galleon was good. I was like, we're not really looking for investments, mm. right? Um, I said, the only thing we'd probably be open for is an acquisition, but, you know, we're not even doing that because, you know, our, our numbers look pretty good right now. Right. It's, just, it's just growing, looking great. Right. And then so they said, oh, just pitch that. Let, let, you know, propose that. Let me see. Right. And I said, okay, fine. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, what was the so 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 I submitted the proposal about uh-huh. like okay yeah uh, Galleon and Openovate for acquisition. Um, then uh, they called me in to just meet, right? And I thought I was meeting uh, Mia at first. I was like, because with me and Mia, right? You know, we're 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 not really formal with each other. So I just you know I'm just advising, right? So well, I, I don't yeah. I, I didn't I didn't think any much of it. So right. I really just came there in like t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> Right. Because I thought, oh, we're just, did you have a hat on? And, and slippers. And slippers. <laughs> wow. Because he said, wow. oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about the proposal, right? Wow. So, so I was there. I was like, okay. And then um, as, as I was discussing with her, she said, oh, yeah, by the way, um, the, the daughter of the chairman's going to join us, Michelle. And, Shout out, Michelle. And then, and then so she came, and I'm like, oh, what's going on, right? And then we. <laughs> And then first, first I was brought up to like the fourth floor meeting right. yep. and discussing, and then then when I was brought up to like the sixth floor, which is the top floor in yep. at Sterling Place, and um, it was this whole thing. And then uh, I met uh, Sir Henry, and I'm like, "You're oh, wearing fucking my shorts. God. I, what? <laughs> this, is, this, is not, this is not right." I, I, I was just simply telling them about uh, the proposal, if if right. there were any, right? But mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to continue through it, and that's just kind of what happened. But I, I wasn't really looking for an acquisition or searching. Um, I actually was pretty happy about our status um, in terms of both of the companies and how we were doing. Got it. All right. Now let's take another break. And when we come back now, let's talk about 
what happens during an acquisition itself because it just doesn't happen like oh let me fucking acquire you but let's talk about that more after the break hey hustlers it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors Sprout Solutions and again just like what I said at the start of the episode you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees and this bundle is your key to freedom including payroll outsourcing to experts a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software and government compliance services Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. 
Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust DragonPay. And we're back for the final part of the Hustle Share podcast. Uh, we're still with Jeff and Chris uh, from Galleon and the Penovate. Now, Chris um, and Jeff, you mentioned that you know you weren't really asking for an acquisition. I mean, nobody really asks for like, hey, acquire me. You know, mostly most of the time it's either just a serendipitous pitch or whatnot. How did that happen for you when an acquisition was then presented? Was it just Penovate first or also Galleon? Combined. Oh, it was both at the same time. Okay. So how did that uh, uh, work out? I mean, you you sent the proposal, and what was the offer? What was, what was that like? Um, well, we, we basically uh, gave what we wanted to sell it for, okay. um, or what we were willing to sell it for at the time. An initial price. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then they decided to go through uh, due diligence, okay. which is proper. It's fine. Okay. Um, and then we were audited. I don't want to say the company because it was no, correct, correct, really correct. bad. Uh-huh. It took a long time though, right? No, exactly. So this is what I wanted to talk about for, for Jeff and Chris. Because for me, when Chatbot got acquired, I wasn't really asking for an acquisition either, mm. right? But the offer was really good. <laughs> they would be stupid not to take it, yeah. right? Uh, and again, uh, having... So let, let's... Ask you first a million dollar question. Why did you decide to sell? If if the money's right, then you know we've we've been at it for a while. You know, if the money's right, then that's the only reason why we would say. Okay, yes. for Jeff, for you, because you didn't raise funding, and I knew mm-hmm. I know you can. Be, this is a cash cow that can be, stay forever. What did you decide? Where was there any kind of like doubt? It's like, uh, are we doing this right, or why are we selling and whatnot? How how, how did that happen for you? Not really. Uh, for me, it was uh, a matter of uh, having a bit of stability. Got you know? it. So, there's no such thing. <laughs> yes. So, so, so cash, cash in on the, right. what the offer is. Mm-hmm. Uh, either that or I maintain the company and then just manage it. Got uh, it. So it was uh, one of the two options. Also at that time, uh, to be honest, for e-commerce, I didn't really see myself like spending... Uh, so many years, 10, 20 years doing e-commerce. Okay. Yeah, I, I would be more interested in uh, doing something that would really have a value in uh, you know, either Philippines yeah, I, or the environment. Actually, I, I was waiting for Jeff to step down so I could step up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, it's, it's, has it doesn't want to step yet. down anytime After now. three Jeff. years. <laughs> <laughs> After three years, has it happened yet? Okay, so for, for, for this point, now let's talk about due diligence. So, in any normal fundraising environment, it does not happen overnight. There's so much back and forth. I remember for, for my end when, when uh, I also, very similar, uh, but the way I got to uh, meet Michelle was uh, through two ways, actually. First one is through Attorney Joseph, which mm. is now my partner in Podcast Network, um, and uh, through you. 
And I and you guys announced like, yo, what the fuck? Congratulations. And I remember we met in fucking uh it was a rainy night. I was in Alabang, I remember. Yeah, uh, we drank beer. Yeah. In uh Estancia. In, yes, in Estancia. And you were talking about like, hey, can you hook me up? I'm ran a race. Yeah. I never said like, yo, I wanna fucking sell. Because yep. Chatbot was barely a year old at that by that mm-hmm. time. But mm-hmm. we were making a lot of headway. And then same thing, right? You they offered an acquisition with an option to maintain it. Mm. Why the fuck not? <laughs> because yeah. I came from a loss. I lost everything in party file. Mm-hmm. And that was a cash flow problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and it was becoming more apparent in a dev environment. 90% of the time, people don't pay on time. Yeah. We were, we were a, a, a accounts receivable healthy, but nobody's paying on time so mm-hmm. what am i gonna pay my guys with right so and i don't want to keep you know selling my invoices shout out to you magellan but you know um <laughs> that's not sustainable because i'm losing my margins also with st- a bigger company backing you know owning the, the new company now right. our startup uh you'd have the uh he'd have more confidence in growing it Faster, bigger, yes. right? Because you have, we didn't have mothership back yeah. backing you. Yeah. But the expectations Because we were very were careful high. back then. Yeah. We were very careful. Each and every step, you have right. to be... We can fuck shit up. Exactly. Right. If you do tests, it's very minimal. Exactly. You know? And <laughs> now you have the ability to at least to go things at, do things at scale. Exactly. Before we talk about the back and forth again, let's just a side note. When you got the offer, how did it feel? Um... Everybody didn't want to believe it until it was, like, signed. Who's with. everybody? Um, mainly my wife. Okay. Uh, yeah, but but we, were, we were still very careful toward, even till the end okay. of it. Um, we, did, we made sure that we weren't, we didn't let the excitement get to us. Okay. Right? Um, because it, it wasn't just us. Uh, that we had to look out for, but it was also everybody what we built, right? right. Even down to the employees, down to our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, this this would change everything, right? Um, yeah, with everyone involved. So we wanted to be very careful um, doing it. So we, we we were actually very cautious. Okay, till the end. No, but when when you finally got the the signed thing, how did that feel? Oh, it felt great. I, we we didn't actually did we celebrate? We didn't really celebrate. It yeah, was wow. just like, Okay, well, no, tomorrow is like transition. <laughs> Same for you, Jeff. How did that feel for you? It was okay. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It, because it, the, it, you'd imagine it's a uh, it's a long process. The initial yeah, discussion was, was until the end, until the term sheet was signed. Right. Probably took close to a year. Wow. So it's a long time. So what happened in that in that time frame? Because for me, wait, before, let me just tell you what I fucking felt. Because, mm. yeah, it took a while, but not as long because I was, again, thank you, my brother. Um, yeah, you, you were, got lucky, man. Like, we, like our, our auditors only knew how to do traditional auditing. They didn't know how to really audit um, mm-hmm. a technology. You, you paid the like, bills for me. You paved the way for me, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you. I was like, yeah, you can, like, they, they can say whatever value we have, but they, there are certain areas that they didn't, they did not check, which is like, 
you know, uh, the amount of users we have, the traffic. Uh, no, because again, orders. they're using it in traditional methods. So yeah, it's hard to exactly. appraise something yeah. that you're using for brick and mortar business. And now you have, yeah. oh, what the fuck is this? Right. Yeah. right? How do I look at the books? Oh, the books are not like this. Why are their books weird yeah. and whatnot? So that's one thing that a lot of people should know that once you get acquired, yo, most likely than not, you're going to be, be appraised based on traditional accounting methodologies. Yeah. And if you don't do your books right, you're pretty much fucked because you're going to have to do a lot of cleanup work and back, yeah, I was, I, backpedaling. I, 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 I was really disappointed with um, the, the number they came out with at the, yeah. at the end. I was like, mm-hmm. look, uh, actually, I, I, I'm not looking, we're not, I'm not really looking to sell, but so this is our, our offer. Okay. And, they, and then they countered and then I asked Jeff, and then Jeff says uh, this amount, and then uh, I think what what really closed it was, um, look, I I would sell it for this amount, but you know I trust Jeff, and Jeff is my partner. He's giving you the lower amount, so you decide like what Got you it. do. And then that's when they said yes. Got it. Now, for me, I remember the last meeting with Michelle. I cried. Was, uh, you, you you were there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like shoot. You know, I was doing this because it was. I, I was very clear, right? I was. I was trying to get all this grinding, right? I was just trying to bomb my mama house, right? Yeah. Oh, and you did it, right? I saw. I saw the pictures. Yeah, dude. It was, very good. It on felt. It's like fuck. Okay, now I probably I can buy my mama house. Ten years of fucking grinding, killing myself out there. I lost everything in year eight, and I had to pick up the scratch uh, from scratch every time. So it felt surreal, and it felt validating that's that's like okay now 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 it makes sense now it makes all this stupid shit that i had to go through it made sense but i did not expect that i i did not anticipate everything after and that's what i want to ask next Mm -hmm. after the acquisition so there's obviously a honeymoon period right you know um it's been two years now Correct. For us. Uh, for us, more or less, uh, pretty much the it's same. It's close, it's close, yeah. Yeah, uh, a year and a half or whatnot. Um, what was the changes that, that happened? And uh, the due diligence for me was so much more easier because of Christian. Because I would fucking hug yeah, your yeah, ass. Yeah. Like, hello, uh, Christian, I know it's a Christmas, <laughs> but uh, I need an answer. Can you help okay, me Okay, so right? co- from the other end, uh, the secret to Ron's acquisition, can I say this? Yeah, go. Is Ron was super persistent. He would, like, annoy me every day about it. And I'm like, fine, I'll do it, right? Because he knew I was so much pro startup like i want to help out the startups and he totally took advantage of me no <laughs> no it's not good. no it's just, it's just you're my only hope right uh, and, and you're in there and you understood you you actually helped me get my my the, that back and forth that you had to go through short end so yeah bro. but it was on it but like if if uh he wasn't persistent i probably wouldn't have done a lot of follow-up Right. So again, thank you very much. I still owe you. You still haven't used that card. I don't know what, how, what you're going to use that for, but I told, I told you anytime you need it, no All questions right. asked. I right. owe you. There you go. So there, it's now documented <laughs> in this fucking podcast. <laughs> so, all right. So after this, let's now talk about what happens after. We're two years in. How was that like for you when you got acquired and what are the changes? Because can I just go first? Yeah, go. One thing I did not anticipate. Is the adjustment period? Mm. I did. I got so caught up with the 
oh, I'm gonna get acquired, blah, blah. And then there's this joyful period that, you know, you're, you're a superstar. Everybody calls you like, oh, you're exited, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what to expect after. And it shook the fuck out of me. Because now, it's again, calling a spade a spade. You're now owned. You sold your company to a bigger conglomerate. And you have no choice but to um, adhere by their processes. Yes. And try to make use of what uh, resources you have. Took me a good six to eight months before I realized. Because I kept fighting it. Until I realized that, okay, now uh, it ha- I have to play this game. In order, this, this is the rules of the game. I don't dictate the rules. I have to play within the rules and still win. Mm. For you guys, how was that like? I go first. Okay, so for me, uh, actually, when we were uh, talking back and forth before the acquisition, okay. I already had that mindset in place. So if uh, ever I got, uh, we got acquired, I know that uh, it would be their final call that would make yeah. all decisions, right? So my question there would be, you know, if I was to manage it, what would be my uh, limits? Right. So uh, I wanted that to be clear in the onset. That way, you know, th- there's no problems. But, you know, down the line, uh, it, it seemed that even though they acquired the company, they it seemed that uh, that's a sign of uh, belief that they... Uh, they uh, no, they do. Because they fucking they the bet company. on you. They fucking bought your shit. Yeah, exactly. Right? In the operation side, you know, on a daily day basis, right. you know, you'd see... Oh, why are these things being questioned mm-hmm. for me? So you you have that uh, a lot of back and forth conversation with them, right. and that's where the the problem starts, and right. that's where you also get to understand. Okay, so the startup mindset which we you know got used to have to change a bit because yeah, yeah, this corporate has to change a lot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, because you know at the end of the day, and this is I learned this the hard way that. You're now part of the conglomerate. You're no longer just a startup, mm. right? And you know the same metrics that will be measured on each and every company under mm. that fold is the same metric. Because some of the measure. metrics that you are focused on are now not the priority. Irrelevant. It's, it's yes, something else sure. that you have to focus exactly. on. Exactly. So it's a change of mindset, change of priorities yeah. as well. And a lot of ego, uh, like leaving my ego, was, a lot of my ego really was because uh, I got used to being shot caller too much. Yes. Right? Like, yo, fuck this shit. Why, why, why am I going to be doing this? But in reality, once I got, well, I accepted it. Acceptance really is key. Right? That you, you're no longer the captain, or you're no longer the only guy who can make the call. And you right. now, and what I learned really mostly is proper management, corporate management. Yeah, like I learned how to be, become a better manager to let within the flow, not not leave any stone unturned. If accounting needs something, okay, I'll give you that accounting. Uh, HR needs something, well, because none of that shit existed in in our own company before. Dude, that our team was a fucking person. That's it. <laughs> HR guy or accounting guy, whatever. For you, Christian, what was your biggest adjustment for or for you? Um. Well, the the first thing that I noticed was a culture adjustment. Now, remember, yes. um, uh, I'm, my background is delivering happiness from uh, yep. Tony Shea. You're a Coca-Cola. So really, in, in a service-based company like us, um, mm-hmm. the most important assets are your, your billable people. People, yes. So 
Um, culture w- was what defined us. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it eventually, like, like, like when we first uh, got acquired um, and during adjustments, I defended culture all the way to the end. Yeah. Right. Um, to make sure that it was a good environment. Right. Um, also, um, I, I, w- I would say the most important thing, the second, impor- the second important thing is um, making sure that the expectations are perfectly um, described. Right. Right. Uh, meaning that uh, it's important that uh, you understand the expectations of your parent company. Yes. And the parent company understands your expectations. And also the expectations of your people. Uh, because right. that that wasn't really worked on uh, that much, which I, you know, if, if I were to go back, I would do it again and make sure that it was clear. Yeah. Um, that the directives, like my personal directives, um, are are on the same page as theirs. Yeah, that's right. right. Um, okay. It is to be clear because um, I, I did ask, but it just it didn't seem like it was important. Correct. Right. So, but then it, um, you know, over over time, you know, then when expectations aren't met, then that's when you know you start hearing it. Um, I actually um, didn't mind. Um, Working for somebody actually, because because I, I, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur in the first place. I'm actually, I was actually happy working for somebody, right? Um, the whole entire time. Yeah. Um, I was just this. It's really this. Those two things that are, that are really key to making sure for me to making sure that you have a really good transition um, post acquisition. Right. So for me though, I, I totally agree. Culture was a thing, but what one thing I learned when you get acquired, is any type of change, there's always going to be attrition. Whether it's you, oh, yeah. whether it's whatever. What broke my heart uh, over the past couple of months, and again, I got to give my team credit for this uh, in Chatbot PH. I lost probably half my team, more than half. Mm. Uh, my core team, mostly devs. So now you know I have, I have different devs. <laughs> Competitors, fuck you all. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying... People left, yeah. Because now factors change. I have to adhere to to do it. But yeah. at the end of the day, what matters is whoever still believes in you. You cannot force people because there's so, so many times where I had to like bend over backwards just to get people to just stay, and then eventually they left. I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> I fucking fought for you, right? To 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 make this work for you, and then you're gonna leave. That's fucked up, right? Yeah. So for for me. My loyalty to my people is if they still believe themselves to be part of that picture. I would do whatever the fuck it takes to, to, to make their job better. Because one thing I also realized that this is the first time ever that I re- really felt like a founder and a, a proper like CEO per se role. Where a lot of my job, the stuff that I used to do, hustle and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. I had to detach myself and look at the macroscopic things and literally just be a coach, be a provider, right? And then then really, I can't be in the trenches too long anymore mm-hmm. because I'll miss something. I need to look at it from a bird's eye view. And for for those uh, guys that, that stayed with us, uh, it, this year was fucking amazing, to be honest. Um, we lost half of our people Got new people, but never skipped the beat. So it was that for for you guys. Uh, let's now pay it forward to these people. If someone's getting acquired or in the process of being ac- 
act acquired uh, by someone. What would be your tips? Let's start with you, Jeff. For for people that all right, someone's fucking knocking on my door. I want to fucking get acquired. What 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 what's what what would be the the parameters for them to consider? Yes or what? And what acquired not? or funded or uh, just acquired? Let's just say let's just get acquired first. The funding okay. is bonus. Let's yep. see. Okay. Because you still have control in that sense. Correct. So if you plan to get acquired, you could always listen. I mean, right. there's no harm in listening to any offers that come right. your way, mm -hmm. right? So spend the time, understand uh, who's acquiring you. Mm -hmm. And uh, second of all, see if you're ready to get acquired. If you're, you know. How do you know they're ready? Uh, if it, It's more personal, I think. Okay. Uh, depends on your priorities in life. Okay. Depends My priority how, was the house. So, yeah, let's yeah, go. <laughs> exactly. So, it depends on how much you hold dear your company as well. Okay. So, those are factors. Because I've also been listening to some stories. And there are certain uh, companies that are you know, uh, founders that uh, have a really, really good offer from someone else. Right. And at the last minute, they backed out. Wow. So, that could also happen. And it's okay. You need you, know? you just need to be able to sleep with that decision that exactly. you made though. Exactly. Because if but once the decision is made, that's it. Once you sign it, that's it. Correct. Yeah. Uh for for you, well knowing what you know now, uh what would what would have you done differently? Um just some small uh, uh, small details in the terms really, okay. but it's not that bothersome for me. Okay. Yeah. But uh Everything else, all you need to do is just understand the term sheet, yeah. uh, the pros and cons, the elements of it. That right. way, uh, you and your acquirer uh, are very clear on the terms. Got it. Because if you miss out something, that's going to be problems for you in the exactly. next few years. How about you, Chris? Um, you know, same question for, for, for Jeff. Uh, what would be your tips for people that are going through an acquisition, which is rare, like what I said. This fun, fun, being fun is already rare. Good luck for acquisitions. Um, what would be your tips for those people who are going through that? Uh, who are going through it or not? Or, uh, going through, say, if oh, there, say someone's knocking on their door and whatnot. What would be your tips, knowing what you know now? Oh, um, make, sure, make sure you have a fair understanding about contracts. Uh, yes. Other form, uh, terms. Like... Uh, Unlike Jeff, I, I like actually playing in the gray areas of contracts. Right. Um, so where, where Jeff would be like wants detail for me, I, I like to say, okay, there, I don't want detail here because it can work in my favor. Got it. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then just look for those things. Um, otherwise, uh, just just be true to how you, however, because it's assumed that if you're getting acquired, right, then you're revenue positive and... Right. Um, or you have a tremendous growth. You actually, yeah. you, you, I mean, because if you're if you're searching to be acquired, that's one thing. Actually, I, I don't recommend a search to be no, acquired. No, uh, it should just naturally happen. Exactly, it's like right. dating. You know, you just don't aggressively yeah. look it's, for a fucking it's, partner. This, this is like the this is like the NBA, right? You got to be scouted for. Correct. Right? Yes. Uh, yes. You can't just go out. And just and do your game, man. It will come. It will just come. Right. One. How do you know when it's time to walk out from a deal? When it's a bad deal, like there's a red flags. Because this might be again, like for you said, met, Jeff mentioned it. Oh, it might be the circumstances, but those those circumstances or biases will also skew your decision making process because of the circumstances. How do you know it's time to walk out from a deal? 
Uh, well, it's two main factors. It's like, um, is the amount correct? Is the ter- sorry, three uh, amount terms and who is the company that's acquiring you? Okay. Yeah. Now, all right. Um, la- last few questions for 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 people that are now. Um, if how do you become a better manager? Because we've all gone through similar paths. You know, we we had to corporate ourselves up a little bit, but maintain startup heart, right? What are those things that you need to learn, whether you're getting acquired or whatnot, to become a better manager, a better leader of people? Because eventually, whatever fucking path you're you're on as a startup founder, uh, you need to improve your leadership and whatnot. What were those things, and how do you guys do that? Well, for me, number one is uh, keep on learning. Because uh, learning on your own, like reading stuff, or you also listen to... uh, all the people around you, all the people that are working with you. Right. Because they're the ones on the floor, they're the ones who's actively doing it on a day-to-day basis. So those feedback feedbacks are very important. Got it. How about you, Chris? Um, it, it's, it's really providing clear direction. Yes. So um, on my end, I actually focus a lot more on writing business plans. Okay. Uh, the stuff I should have done when I was a startup, but you know, I'm actually right. doing it more now and um pnl that shit oh yeah, yeah. so uh, and actually i've i've been advising this also to other startups yeah. uh is is writing a business plan but not not for anybody but yourself right um so when you're writing for yourself you get to put whatever you want there whatever you care about and then when yeah. someone asks for your business plan you don't give them the whole entire business plan you just give them the parts that you want to give them great right? but you're no ready one, no one besides yourself and the number two should have the entire um, business plan. But this is like A through Z. If I died, just follow these instructions and you'll be good. Um, and that's imp- that's important when it comes to direction as well because at least you can what, – because what, whatever you translate, let's say, to ops and whatever you translate to devs are exactly the same thing and you're not really – um, changing what it is, and it's important that everybody's in line, yeah. right? So unless you're going to have a staff meeting with everybody, and you're describing the direction for like eight hours at a time, right? Uh, otherwise, if you have a bigger, you know, staff size, you have to kind of part it out and make sure that everyone's in line. But also, um, really spell out the process, right? Like, like ops does this. Mm-hmm. Uh, then ops gives structure, this to man. That's what it client, is. Yeah. And client says yes. And processes. Then goes back to ops. Then ops right, gives right. to developers. Developers quote right. And literally a through z. And then that way you have a checklist of saying, did they do this, 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 Correct. this, and that? Because that's what's also the mothership is going to ask for: Mm-mm. processes and, yeah. and structure. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and then the other reason why business plan is is important is because you can you can actually uh, well describe your projections. Uh huh. Right, and you can translate back to the the mother company mm-hmm. about you know what you're planning to do, and these are what your projected numbers are. Okay, right. So that instead of you trying to build it out as you go as you go or as it's requested, right? Uh, I think it's more important just to have everything pre prepared. Okay, right? now if someone's listening to this and okay, I wanna follow you, Christian. I wanna create a business plan, but I don't know where to. Where the fuck do they get that? Well, like I said, a business plan is for yourself, right? right. So, no, like a template. Is there something that you can? Oh like, yeah, just just download any random business plan, but then add sections because the business plan. You, the reason why you're writing it is so you can call bullshit on your own idea. Because yes. uh, as every startup knows, is um, you have an idea, 
you should do everything. You should do everything you can to invalidate your right. idea, uh, so thus you can save time exactly right, and move on to other things. and money. Right. Yeah. So this business plan really is itemizing out all the potential risks and uh-huh. how you plan to deal with those. Basically, de-risking the whole entire proposition and how it should equate to money. So uh, when you write a business plan, make sure it's not opinionated. Make sure it's based on you know data based on what other people have done in you mm-hmm. know performance and numbers uh general sections so um you know like the idea your swat uh all your accounting and numbers right, right? your go to market your even down to your business process all of your sops should be itemized there, uh, how yeah. you plan to yeah. scale. And this doesn't have to happen overnight, you know. It takes Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Like, like, like for me, it takes like a month or two to yeah. to get it down. And right? sometimes you need to sleep on things. That's right. And know. even 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 when I'm uh, working with, uh, like, there's three other startups that I'm working with that that's, um, I'm basically kind of advising them to yeah. how to write their business plan. In FI? Huh? In FI? Uh, no, okay, not, not cool. necessarily okay. FI, but um, they're all around. Okay, sounds good. Now, for... Last last couple really of, of questions now. Was there any kind of uh, mistakes that you wish you did better uh, when you after this this whole process now and and that was in, uh, after being acquired that you wanted to like if you had an opportunity you would correct that. Um, well, all the mistakes led up to this, so I would say correct. no. Okay. Um, actually, uh, I. I I'm I'm really happy that I made those kind of mistakes, right? Yeah. Or those mistakes were made, or that kind of experience happened, whether good or bad. I mean, because yeah. wherever there's a yin, there's a yang, right? So okay. um, you can't just embrace one side of life and yeah. you know, make sure you have a good life, but you should also embrace the bad stuff, yeah, right? And then just try to see if you can turn around to a positive. Okay. That's all. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, more or less the same. Okay. Uh, if ever there would be any changes, probably build a stronger relationship in the early yes. start of the acquisition. Yeah. Uh, not just with the owners of the company, but also the uh, team players in the company because sure. they're a major factor. These guys have been with the company since the start of the company. Exactly. So, of course, it, it would be very natural for the owners to believe or give more credibility to their older right. employees, right? Exactly. So, Same. I would, I would actually build rapport. And and really do due diligence as well of who I'm gonna work with after to to decrease um, friction. friction because that's it. Uh, a lot of the stuff we had to go through early on is because we didn't know who we were working with. So you were it's like again, uh, Sir Jerry mentioned this uh, like it was like a forced marriage. <laughs> like we kind of like okay, you're gonna work now. So eventually now we know what makes each other tick. And whatnot, and it's a better thing. Last question: What are you grateful for in after the acquisition or during the acquisition in in this? Uh, because at the end of the day, we're all finishers now, and a win is a win, right? But what were you grateful for through through all of this through through Sterling Paper uh, in 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 this process that you know? Uh, because you know, we know the 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 bad side, but overall, there's a lot of good sides into this story mm. still. It's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. On a personal note, what what were those things for you guys? It's more of continuous support, really, uh-huh. from the company. So uh, since day one, when we got acquired, there was uh, unlimited support, right? You know, 
So very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if the there are hiccups down the road, yeah, you know, they've but that's, been, that happens everywhere anyway. Yeah, they, right? They've been trying to see how they can help Correct. in their own way because these guys are also busy in their own companies. Exactly, right? they have they're running a huge company and acquiring us actually. Uh, is is uh, going to be more difficult as it adds more load to their work. Exactly. So that's that that uh, I definitely recognize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Chris? Uh, well, you know, gener- generally I would complain about the support, but at the same time, it's it's also a blessing at the same you know at the same time. Um, it it does take a lot of uh, personal. Uh, like my workload, it basically takes a lot out of my workload. Uh, it allows me to focus on more things, but um, on a more emotional thing, it's it's just an amazing adventure. Super, right? Um, I did not expect any of this to happen. Exactly. Right? I mean, like in, in the U.S., I, I thought my my potential was Best Buy. <laughs> right? I was, I'm like Costco. A, you Costco. Yeah, yeah okay, that, that, cool. that's that's all I thought right. I, I would amount to be in life. But mm. um, you know, this is quite a journey, and sure. you know, uh, I'm I'm really happy it came up to this. At the end of the day, I'm really happy that all this has happened, okay. and um, I I just want to make sure that um, I live up to my end of the bargain at right. the end of the day. Um, mm. Not just with Sterling, but with everybody that really believes in me mm. um, that I still push it and you know do good by everyone who has uh, done good by me absolutely right? for me I guess uh, just to close this out um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity I was I was in a bad spot prior to chatbot right I was I lost everything so to be in this room now with you guys be one of the winners and have unlimited support and you said right I, these opportunities don't come by i'm pretty sure someone out hustled me out there i'm pretty sure out are out work someone outworked me out there but to be in this kind of situation where to be i mean a lot a lot of luck also has to come into play because hustle is not a, can't be just alone right i mean there's has some luck but just be grateful to be working with first of all uh sir henry Sir Jerry, John, even Johnny, Johnny helped a lot. Oh yeah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny shout out thing. to you yeah. if you're listening to this. Shout out to Johnny C, who who's really um, bridged that expectation and the communication gap sometimes mm-hmm. that to make it more seamless now. So I'm just very grateful because now whatever we thought we would be at the start is more clear that we there, it's it's more it's possible. Okay, now before we wrap this up, what what's in store for you guys next? For for Galleon and for Appenovate, what do they need to do and where do they go to do that? Okay. So for Galleon, uh, well, obviously we'll continue what we've been doing for the it's past. It's the Bermans, guys. Oh, exactly. Oh. So Bermans, <laughs> oh. uh, try to tune in. Uh, we'll try to see if we can uh, put up some promotions. There you go. Uh, and uh, we're also eyeing uh, to expand to to kind of um, go into other verticals in e-commerce. So try to see if there is a way for us to help buy stuff not just from the US but other countries okay. at the same time. 
sa loko para Oh, there. It would be great if you can give your significant other some stuff that's not from here. So, where do you go? Exactly. To the big, big ship. Galleon.ph. <laughs> oh, there you go. Should we, we have that recording? Of yeah. course, that's it. We got that. We got that. For the love, bro. Go to Magellan and the Galleons. Okay, how about you, Chris? Well, what do they need to uh, look for and what you're going to do next in the next couple months? Well, a, a lot of the stuff uh, that we're doing now is also the same time what a lot of people won't understand that we're doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, like... Uh, like, doing like, some know, heavy you, tech shit. You, you got you got AI unlocked, so I'm right, not right, I'm not touching cool. that. <laughs> nah, dude, there's but, so many um, verticals in AI. I need all the help that I can get. We're we're working together in several projects, right? Because yeah, that's right. I need your prowess. We're, we're we're mainly focusing on um, platform related, like general right. platform uh, builders. Okay. Uh, we're working on going serverless. Wow. Uh, that's a trend now. It's like fuck service, man. Like, oh, actually, in, in the Philippines, no one's really paying attention to serverless, but it's actually uh, a really good deal. Exactly. Um, and how to how we can transition everything. Actually, we're with that. We're, we are planning on on launching our own cloud um, based on serverless. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's it's really nice. So, but that, that's that's more for server ops. Um, Is there other- anything that people can understand? Normal people. <laughs> This is gonna be all show notes, show notes, yeah, shit, show notes. Note, note. Jargon, jargon. <laughs> when Chris goes into that zone, I, I block off. Okay, I'll give you up. <laughs> <laughs> Layman's term, shit. Do you have anything? Okay. Um. Well, in, in on the front end, it's uh, more e-commerce platform yep, solutions. Yep. Uh, Very exciting. We are still focusing on uh, job recruitment. Yes. So you go to jobayan.com. That's, right. That's it. Um. We might be playing our hand in more government-related stuff, like there you go. Um, uh, like citizen information and things like that. There you go. How how agencies deal with personal information. Uh, so we we actually have a solution that we yep. are proposing. So if they want to do reach out to you, someone's like, all right, this guy knows so much tech, and I need help. What do they need to do, and who? Do, how do they reach out? Oh, uh, they just go visit our website uh, sterlingtech.ph okay. uh, or just email info at sterlingtech.ph and that goes directly to you uh, it goes directly to my number two okay right now got it right. All right. Um, but yeah anything uh, is pretty much good web mobile desktop stuff uh, cloud stuff uh, we, we basically do the projects that are very odd uh, we don't do the WordPress stuff. So. Yeah. So again, just 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 try to flex here on Christian. I don't know anybody else in the startup community. As he's one of those Mount Rushmore guys in terms of tech that can easily and efficiently build your shit. Mm. So if 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 you're a startup founder, if you're a tech enthusiast right now that needs help building their shit. I don't know anybody else who I can recommend more than Christian here. Oh, thanks. Uh, and, I, and, and I can even recommend five more people who are like me here in the Philippines. Right. Too. No, but um, <laughs> what makes a good dev, that uh, not a good dev, a good CTO type partner is someone who can execute the business case. Mm. If you just fucking talk code into my fucking face and you don't know how to make it work and make it understandable by people then it's there's a big gap on how that's gonna work Chris you're you're a master at that so hats off to you thank you alright so again thank you very much Chris and, and Jeff I hope you guys enjoyed your hustle share time and long long overdue but finally we did it 
So okay, guys, thank you very much for for listening to that. But if before we wrap this baby up, uh, please don't forget to join the Hustle Share community. Uh, just search it up on our page, or just just search for the group uh, Hustle Share community to get first dibs over what people are gonna be asking in the show. And second is also don't forget to message your Hustle Share chatbot if you wanna if you have any questions over our episodes and whatnot, and you wanna get also first dibs of when the episodes are out. And lastly, don't forget to forget. Uh, don't forget to forget. Of course, don't, don't forget to forget. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? Don't forget to support Pinoy podcasters and and uh, the podcasting community. Aside from Hustle Share, we have so many other cool shows. Just go to podcastnetwork.asia and check it out so that you can also uh, listen to more quality content within this network just like Hustle Share. Again, Chris, Jeff, thank you very much. Thank you. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.